everybody. I hope you are doing absolutely fan-splendidly and doing all that fun stuff that you do on a day where you have fun and feels fan-splendid. I hope you get all that. Um, today, we're going to be running through just the super quick... I say that every fucking time, but it's never quick. I'm just going to say, we're going to run through the potential and the what's good and what's bad. I know last week we ran through the perceived reality versus the actual reality, so I'm going to try and leave that in the past. And we're going to move into the sort of potential that we should be doing, potential that we should be achieving and all those fun things, particularly if you're anything like me, um, where it is just that, wow, you've got so much potential, you just don't apply yourself or this and that and whatever. Got that in high school massively, where it was just a massive, uh, Travis has a lot of potential, but does not apply himself. He could do this and this and this. And I want to quickly touch on that whole thing of potential and what you could be and what you should be doing. The fun thing about potential is that it's often people judging you based on obviously what they can see within you. Some people are narcissistic and they're not going to see any potential whatsoever. Some people are beyond optimistic and they can see all the potential in the world. But it's not about them. It's not about the perceived potential that you have. It's about whatever it is that you want to be doing in life and the actions that you want to be taking based on the things that you want in life. If I were to act on other people's idea of how much potential I had or how much potential I do have or whatever it is, if I was to take action on an outsider looking into my life to say that, hey, obviously through high school, they're just like, wow, you could actually be really good at school, so fucking be better at school. But I didn't want to be better at school because I'd, at the time I didn't really see the point in it and no one was really explaining to me why school was important. And it was just so you can get a job. But at the same time, I was like, well, there's tradies out there that are making more money than people that have been at university and they didn't even pass year 10. So it's not to get a job. So what is it really about? Um, so that's where I was at during high school because I just never saw the point in it. Fun fact, a lot of mental health issues started in high school. So that was fun. But I never really saw the point in it. And people were like, wow, you've got so much potential. And I was like, so what? So what if it, like, I have a lot of potential? Like, I don't want to do anything with it. So what does it matter? And yet it was always this thing of you could be doing so much better, you should be doing this, oh my god, don't waste this gift, or do this, or do that, or whatever. And I was just like, eh, can't be bothered, don't really want to. You know, a lot of the can't be bothered was probably due to depression, but at the same time, I'm kind of glad that it was there, because it meant that I could uh, do whatever the shit that I wanted to. Um, well, not do whatever I wanted to, because I didn't want to do anything because of depression, that's a fun one. Uh, but, it meant that I wasn't really... And I'll say, it led me to where I am today. I'll short story that. It led me to where I am today, and I'm fucking grateful for that. So whenever you have someone talking about your potential, what you could be, what you could do, what you should, and it's all those ones, could, would, should, all those fun ones. But from an outsider's perspective, looking in to give you advice, particularly family and friends, or even just strangers on the internet. They're always going to give you advice based on their experiences in their life. If they have seen a, for example, if they have seen a kid finish school 
uh, go to university, get a job, and now they have a house and a wife and they seem to be okay in life, they're going to be like, wow, that's the gold standard because that's what either I wanted in life or what I want for my friends, family members, whatever. So whenever anybody is going to come to them and say, hey, I'm thinking of doing this risky venture or signing up for coaching or getting a new job or moving or this or that or whatever, the advice they're going to give is going to be skewed towards what they want you to do based on what is going to be best for you, depending on who you're talking to, of course. But most likely it is going to be that pain in the ass situation of, hmm, here's what I think you should do based on what I want you to do. Instead of, I've taken in all the information that you're giving me and it sounds like the best course of action for you is to go and do that thing that you want. Fantastic. Have fun with it. Enjoy your life. Let me know if I can help. That's the type of support that we want. Obviously, if it's like, hey, I'm going to fucking, I'm going to move to Russia and join the military. It's probably a very straightforward answer of probably don't fucking do that because here's multiple reasons why then it's good, (laughs) then it's okay to put your opinion in there. If it's something 100% obvious of just like, hey, I'm going to go join a cult. It's like, uh, you probably shouldn't do that um, because they're already around the world and they're tax-free. But, well, I suppose when I say it like that, it's actually not too bad of a thing. But anyway, uh, I'm going to go do this. And it's like, oh my God, don't do that because you'll probably have to drink Kool-Aid that turns out to not be Kool-Aid and instead be something that tastes somewhat fungy. And then it's just not a good time for anyone. Whenever you're drinking something that tastes funky, whether it's cult Kool-Aid or Herbalife products, it's just, it's just stay away from it. Really, it's just stay away from it. Um, And that's what we want. As soon as I did that high voice, Loki just started looking at me like I was fucking crazy. And he's looking back out the window. We're good. We avoided that one. We avoided that catastrophe. (laughs) I hate myself. Back on course. Anyway, so... This is what happens when I podcast alone, everybody. When I do this podcast by myself. They're quick, because there's no one to sort of stop my uh, tangents, and then I get mad at myself and do this stuff. But anyway, there's there's at least no one to go back and forth with and do stuff. And now Luke is being cute and I'm distracted. But anyway, we will soldier on, because fucking what a hard life I live, looking at my cat and talking to a microphone, and apparently getting paid for it. At least that's what I tell my boss when I'm incredibly busy. (laughs) I'm my boss and know that I'm lying. Uh, No Christmas bonus for this guy. Big thing that we're going to be talking about. The would, coulds, shoulds don't really matter. There's always something that you could do. There's always something that you would have done. And there is always something that you should do. I read that as if that was written down, but I'm actually really impressed with myself right there. There's always woulds, there's always coulds, there's always shoulds. No matter what's going to happen, there's always going to be an alternative to something. Anxiety, people with anxiety fucking know this all too well. There's always an alternative to the alternative to the decision that you've made, which was the alternative decision to the alternate destiny that you created by picking an alternate decision. We can go on that forever. We can go on that tangent of would, coulds, shoulds for who knows how long. It would not fit my camera battery that well to be going through that, but we'll, we'll soldier on. If you always act on woulds, coulds, and shoulds, you'll never be present. You'll never be really happy because you're never thinking about where you are and what you're happy for and why you're alive right now. You'll always be thinking about what's next. Where can I be that's not here? 
I'm going to put myself in the future to be like, oh, I could have done that. And then we're talking about regret. I would have done that, or I should be doing this, or whatever it's going to be. Whenever someone from the outside is looking in and giving you advice based on whatever it is that they're seeing, obviously, we already know, because I just said it before, is that they're giving you the advice based on the life that they're living and what they want for you. Try and find and surround yourself with people that actually want to give you the advice and listen to you instead of talk at you. If you can find people that are actually going to listen to your advice and reasons and all that shit for, hey, I want to go and do this and this and this, and here's why. If people listen to your why you want to make a decision and then come out and say, you know what? That actually sounds like an amazing decision. There's going to be people that play the red team because I play the red team all the time. Like what's the worst case situation? Cool. What's the best case situation? It's always important to be well thought out, but they're questions. They're not, you should do this. Yeah. Trying to get comfy in the chair. It's never going to be like a direct, like you need to go do this. You should go do this. Whenever anybody gives me advice, the first thing that goes through my head is, I don't want to fucking listen to this. What does this person know about? Whatever. Second thing that goes through my head is, would I take advice from this person based on the subject that we are talking about? If I have Tony Robbins in front of me and he's talking about business or mindset, yeah, I'm probably going to take advice from him. If it's about what should I do because my cat's sick, I'm probably going to go speak to a veterinarian. It depends on the type of person that you're talking to and would you take advice from them if you didn't know them, if you had no blood relation friends, or like there was just you guys met and on paper qualifications and everything about that person in terms of their professional life, would you take advice from them on that particular situation? Fun example, you start a diet. Your mum, your dad, your brother, your sister, your whatever, your entire family is going to be either A, oh, you don't need to change a single thing about yourself. You're perfect the way you are. It's easier to change billions of people in society instead of you feeling better within your own skin. Billions of people around the world can actually just not be dicks and treat you with respect. Which, I said that sarcastically, because I was, <laughs> but let me explain. What I mean by that is if you want to feel better, you're allowed to feel better. You can do and choose whatever the fuck it is that you want to be. But when people are like, oh no, you don't have to change. Like they're not taking into account how you feel. You're just like, hey, I want to lose weight. Because obviously this is all the coaching calls that I do in the world. Because I want to feel better. I want to feel happier. I want to feel more confident within my own skin. I, as your coach, know exactly why you want to lose weight and why you want to do all the things that you want to do in changing your appearance or lifestyle or mindset or thought patterns or whatever. I know the whys. But when you tell someone the surface level, hey, I'm signing up with this coach, he charges a lot of money and I'm losing weight. Oh, that's too much money. You shouldn't be paying that much. Nah, why don't you just do what I did? Why don't you just do keto? Why don't you just do this? Why don't you do what your aunt Edna did and she signed up to fucking whatever and do that and now she eats a thousand calories a day and she's on top of the world and she looks so skinny and beautiful fucking if there's anyone that's giving you advice that was born before the year 2005 let's just say don't listen to it 
the amount of extra studies and things that have come out and the way that science has developed, for the love of God, do not take advice from people that have garnered their research prior to 2005. Let's, uh, let's pick some up-to-date shit that we know works long-term and is sustainable. The exact same way that I'm not really going to take housing advice from someone that only has, that is in their 60s and has one house. One, house prices have gone up like fucking over a thousand percent in 30 years. Plus, we also had a one in 100 fucking year event of COVID. Things are going up, what is it, like 200% in two years? And now there's people out here that are like real estate gurus and whatever. I added $300,000 worth of property to this value with smart marketing. No, you fucking didn't. You lived through a pandemic, you dickhead. And there's people like that that are always going to be, you can tell I'm heated with the housing market because I am struggling. <laughs> and it's the exact same thing when it comes to health and fitness. Everybody wants a home, but doesn't mean we're all going to get a home. It means we can rent doesn't mean we're going to buy, but there's always different situations about your personal circumstances in terms of why you want to get a house, why you won't get a house, why you will get a house, all those things that are going to lead to you to eventually either owning a home or renting a home or whatever the fuck is going to happen. It's your personal circumstances as that's going to dictate that outcome. The exact same thing that comes with physical, mental, emotional health and doing the things that you want to do. People are going to give you the would, shoulds and coulds based on what they have lived through. So, you know, the advice, the dieting advice that we're getting, if I'm going to stay with the housing market, because why the fuck not? The dieting advice that we get from families and friends, if it's at particularly family members that are obviously relying on that research from prior to 2005, it's often, oh, you should go and do this because it worked when I was your age and this and this and this. It's like, yeah, you know what worked when... Uh, I was your age, me and not you because dad could afford to work part-time while raising two kids and pay off a mortgage. Can't do that anymore. Can't buy a house with a fucking four potato cakes and a medium chips. You can't do that anymore. And a fucking handshake from Gerald down at the bank who said, I hope I can see you on the weekend, mate. Just make sure you say hello to Samantha and the kids. <laughs> that's what I imagine. A, a, <laughs> apparently that's imagine what an 80s laugh sounds like. <laughs> we have we have evolved <laughs> from the 80s. <laughs> ah, 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 ah. <laughs> Fuck, I hate myself. Anyway, we're getting, <laughs> we're getting back on track. As you can tell, this is a professional podcast where only the most science-based stuff lives. That was an ironic sentence. So, <laughs> the same thing that's going to happen with all of that dieting and health advice and mindset advice and all that stuff is just like, oh, just do it. Here's what you should do. Because it worked for me at this time and this period and that's what you should do. Same thing's going to happen with literally everything in life. It can be houses, it could be cars, it could be relationships, it could be your health, it could be literally anything. But people are always going to, particularly if they're optimistic, they're always going to be, hey, I see this potential in you. This is what you could be doing. But at the end of the day, please, I think I'm just making this podcast to be, to get this across the line of, don't listen to people who you wouldn't take advice off of if you were in a professional setting. I 
would not listen to a high majority of my family and friends when it comes to business advice. Oh, you should do this with your business. You should do this and this and this. Because I know that, I mean, obviously, A, they don't know how my business is working, how it's set up, how it's going to do this, how the coaching works, how anything in the business works. From the outside looking in, it's like, oh, yeah, have you considered doing this? And I'm like, yeah, fucking three years ago. But none of that stuff I'm really going to take to heart. I'm never really going to be like, oh, my God, they said I should hire another assistant and do this and expand my business. Oh, why am I not where I should be? That's a big one. Why? And when people ask those questions, it's like, oh, well, that worked for them. So I should be there as well because they're giving me that advice. So I should go and do that. No, 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 no. You do whatever you want to do based on the advice that you are given. The way that, the way that I looked at this that allowed me to detach my anger from everything was whenever someone would give me advice or... Not even that. See, I've already fucking changed it that well. Whenever someone would tell me what to do, in any aspect, whenever anybody would tell me what to do, I would take that as a massive, fuck you, you don't know what you're talking about, and I would not do what they said to try and prove a point. Now what I do instead is whenever anybody tells me what to do or anything like that, I go, hey, sweet, thanks for the opinion. Obviously not as arsy like that. Well, it depends on the opinion. But it's usually... Thanks for the opinion, man. I appreciate it. That's it. If you want to then take it on board. So if we have, let's just say, 10 different family members, friends, whatever. You approach them and say, hey, I'm, uh, I'll just use me as an example. I've signed up to this coach. I'm paying this much money and I want to lose weight because of all of these reasons. You're going to get probably... 10 different responses from those people, from all those individuals. You're going to get 10 individual responses about what you should do, what you could do, why you're doing this, all these questions, this, that, and whatever. Hopefully, the people that you've surrounded yourself with, they're going to be rather supportive and tell you to go do it and obviously play the red team and be like, okay, can you do this and this and this and this, but otherwise just support you in general. Uh, there are going to be some, hopefully less more than, less than more, that's a thing. Hopefully less than more. Let's go with that. That are going to give you the advice like, oh, that's stupid. Why would you do that? Why would you pay that much money? Why would you do it for online? Why wouldn't you do this? Why would you do this? That's where it's important to not get, not take it to heart. Particularly if you are currently trying to lose weight and you go for a particular food and someone says, oh, I thought you were trying to lose weight. Oh, you shouldn't be eating that. Oh, you should do this and this and this. Again, that's how they lost weight. By being fucking miserable. And we are out here in 2022 trying to enjoy life through a fucking pandemic, through housing crisis, through everything else that's going on in the world. World War Three seems like that's going to be a fucking thing. And we're out here trying to just thrive with what we have access to and what we have the capability to do. When our, when our forefathers lost weight, or foremothers lost weight, or whoever it is that lost weight, four people lost weight, it was typically the, like, this is why all of the diets that came out of the 90s and the diet culture that came out of the 90s, it was all fucking horrible. It was, I cannot express in words how terrible it was. 
So whenever anyone is going to be like, you shouldn't be eating that. Ooh, I thought you were trying to lose weight and all these like backhanded words or sentences or compliments or whatever it is. Uh, my favorite that I heard from a client is, oh my God, you're looking so beautiful for a thick woman. It's like, hmm, was it thick? No, it was chunky. <laughs> you're looking rather beautiful for a chunky woman. What do you do there? How the fuck do you respond to that? I was, I was astounded by that. I was like, well, you can't exactly rip off a table leg and beat her with it. That'd be a little bit obscene. Uh, but you can sure give it your best go. And at the end of the day, as long as we're trying, that's, <laughs> that's all that matters. But even I was like, what the fuck, Martha? Um, fun fact, her name was not Martha. It was just one of those names that just sounds like it has an asterisk above it. For warning, all conversations with this woman are going to leave you speechless. Or at least scratching your head. So that's always fun. But people are always going to say to you or do to you or whatever. They're going to do based on their perception of reality. And then going back to the last week, their perception of reality, what they've lived through, what worked for them. But when people do that or say that or take action on something as to how shitty their life is and they want to bring you down or whatever it is, or they're just like, oh, you shouldn't eat that because it's bad for you. Take in every single little piece of advice or like backhanded compliment or passive aggressiveness or whatever. And just quote unquote, take it under advisement. That's it. So that we can get home and we can say, fuck you. So that we cannot take it to heart. So that it's not being told what to do or what is even reality. Because in someone else's reality that is losing weight, they may have eaten a thousand calories six days a week just so that they can go out for dinner and feel unrestricted and order a Caesar salad with the sauce on the side. That sounds fucking miserable to me. But they look a particular way, so they're going to say, I look amazing and do this. And the funny thing is, whenever we start comparing ourselves to people of like, oh, maybe I should do that because this is what I could look like. That's where it gets real fucking dangerous because we have no idea what's going on behind closed doors for people that are actually losing weight, like just in general. This is why I always say, don't worry about comparing yourself to people. Just do what you do and focus on being happy with yourself and within your own skin. Because we don't know what's going through someone's head in someone's life. Like they could be acting on an eating disorder. They could be acting on um, any mental illness or they could be acting on like dysfunctional hormones or whatever else is going on or some sort of surgery is fucked up somewhere. We have no idea as to what's going on in someone's life. So when they give you an opinion, take that thing, my God, stance. There we go. Take that stance. Whenever people do start to give me advice, I don't take it anymore. Like I, I take it because I'm like, Hey, thanks for that opinion. Like, yeah, cheers for that. Or just like, yeah, I tried that. It didn't work. Um, I never really take it anymore in terms of like true heart or when someone says something to me that could be perceived as a negative thing. I'm just like, Hey, cheers for that. That's it. Because at the end of the day, I know they don't know me. They don't know my personality. They don't know what's in my head. They don't know my business. They don't know how I coach. They don't know how I talk to people. They don't know literally anything that goes on in my life. They see what they want to see. And they will see what I present to them, which is very, very, very surface level shit. When people get to know me, that's where they go, ah, oh, yep. Yeah. 
He knows his shit. He knows what's going on. He knows how to do this and this and this and this, and then it's all fine. But I never get caught up in the potential anymore because you will never, you will never grow to your potential. You will always grow to your limitations. Fucking say that one again for you. You never grow to your potential. You only grow to your limitations. That's it. That's it. Because how are you meant to grow past your limitations? People always say, yeah, you've got so much potential and you could do this and this and this, or you could lose 15 kilos, or you could stand to lose another five or do this or do that or whatever. No, no. We only grow to our limitations the same way that we are only going to lose weight up to our limitations or as far as our mind or body will let us. The same thing in personal growth and business and literally anything else in life. We're not going to exceed our limitations because they're quite literally limitations. It's always good to push the limitations and figure out where are they and how far can we take this, which is exactly what I've done. But me as a person, as a partner or as a fiance, as they say, and as a business owner and as a coach and like literally my big main things that I enjoy about myself from a personality standpoint they would not be as good as they are if I just kept smashing my head against a wall and saying like, no, I am amazing. I am good at this. I can do this. No. In reality, I heard that advice. I can't remember where I got it from, but I heard that advice and said, okay, what is holding me back in business? Because it was around business where I got that advice. What is holding me back? Realistically, I don't have a solid marketing thing. I don't have a social... I don't have a social media. I don't have this. I don't have that. Or like, I didn't have a social media presence back then. Anyway, it was very, how do I get this off the ground? Where is my limitation? Fantastic. I'm going to bump that up. Where is the limitation now? Oh, now it's in my delivery of services. Fantastic. Bump them up even more. Where's my next limitation? Oh, it's here. It works really well in business. And then also for personality, like if there's something that you don't want to work on, then, you know, you don't fucking have to. I like to triple down on my strengths, but then also be aware of where my limitations are so that I can push them so that I can expand my potential. I hope this is making sense. At the same time, your potential, your potential doesn't really matter, to be honest. It's always good to be optimistic and say, hey, this is what's going on. But in my eyes, it's as long as you are happy, as long as you are doing what you're doing, it doesn't matter how much potential you have, because who gives a fuck? Because potential is always going to be something that you are chasing. It's always going to be something that you could do or should do. As long as you're happy and you're present in the moment, like presently, you are happy, you are healthy, you can move, you have the money to pay the bills and put a roof over your head and whatever. You're just enjoying life then who gives a fuck what your actual potential could be? Just be present, focus on the now. If you want to grow, whether that's business or personally, emotionally, mentally, whatever, face your limitations. Go inward. Go inward to achieve happiness. Don't go out. Because if we're going to get real technical with it, happiness is a fleeting experience. Happiness is something that you get from an external source. It's something that, oh my God, I've got a new car. I'm happy. Oh my God, I lost five kilos. I'm happy. But if you can be joyful, being joyful comes from within. 
Being happy is chasing a fleeting experience. Being happy requires you to get that dopamine effect to then go, Ooh, I love this. I'm happy. Blah, blah, blah. So if we're always chasing the dopamine hit, then we're always chasing something and we're always looking forward and we're always being in the future, which is probably why so many of us have anxiety. We're always looking into the future for where the next dopamine hit is going to come from because we want to be happy. But if you can just stop that, be present and focus on being joyful right now in the present moment, you will not have to go out and pursue happiness because you will just be joyful from within and then anything else from the external world that is going to react with you or be around you or whatever, you're going to be a lot more happy from that to get away from that technicality. It's a lot easier to achieve joyfulness from within and enjoy life as it's happening to us and for us, as opposed to always being in the pursuit of a dopamine hit, which is happiness to get on a technical standpoint. But if you want to grow, or if you want to lose weight, or if you want to do whatever it is that you want to do in life, go inwards, ask yourself, what are my limitations? How can I push them? How can I work on them? And then when you start working on your limitations, you will find that naturally through doing that, things are just going to expand and present themselves to you with seemingly very little effort. It's just you working on yourself and then the world expands to meet that. So, if anybody out there is going to be giving you heaps of advice or opinions or whatever, as long as you know why you're, what you're doing and why you're doing it, that's it. Nothing else matters. Let people perceive and judge and do whatever the fuck it is that they want to do. Because at the end of the day, none of it fucking matters. I have failed my two PT businesses. I have failed time and time and time and time again. And every single person had the opportunity to say, I told you so, you should have gone and done this. Or it would have been a lot easier if you would have gone and done this. But every single time I have gotten up and I have started this process of, no, I want to be a PT because it makes me happy. And that has transitioned over the time to obviously get me to where I am today, which has made me fucking extremely joyful for life of just waking up and being like, fuck it, yeah, I love this. And now that I'm successful, now that I'm doing really well, now, after fucking years of adversity, now people are finally starting to show up and say, I always knew you could do it, even though I'm one of the biggest haters for previous years and told you that you should have done something different. Go, Travis! fucking annoying. It's like, no, you didn't. You don't get to enjoy my success anymore. You told me that I couldn't do it multiple, multiple, multiple times. So jam a big toe up your ass, smile about it and leave, please. <laughs> if you could sit on a fence paling, that'd be great. Uh, but anywho, that's what we've got for today. I hope it was helpful. I hope it was insightful, even though I finished on the fact that someone should fit on a, sit on a fence post. But, you know, that's what we get. That's life, isn't it? <laughs> but anywho, I hope you're all having an amazing time out there. Um, if you do want to see any particular podcast topics or conversations, or you have a guest that you would love to hear on here, message me on Instagram. Let me know. Again, this is a, this is a community podcast. This is for you guys. 
This is for everyone that is listening. So if you are listening and you do want to put your two cents in and you do want to make sure that your topic or conversation or talking piece or whatever gets heard and gets presented, message me on Instagram. Because if it's one that I've done before, A, I can link you to it because you've probably missed it. Or two, we actually talk about it and you get insane fucking value from a podcast for free. So reach out on Instagram if you want to do that. If you haven't already, please consider leaving a five-star review or just wherever you, I don't even know where or how to review on other things that aren't Spotify. But if you can leave us a review, that would be amazing. If we can bump this podcast up, I would fucking love to podcast full-time, like three days a week. That would be four days a week. That would be amazing. But until then, we just keep soldiering on, giving away free value for, well, free (laughs) for all of you to enjoy and hopefully uh it's changing some lives out there so let us know if you've got any feedback or comments or anything on the on the program on the podcast so far otherwise have an amazing day and i'll speak to you all soon